What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Denim Radio. This is episode 010, also known as episode 10. So that means, after all this time, we have evolved into double digits. We are 10 years old. How does it feel? <coughs> so good. So good. Yeah, it's better than any... Any uh, half-hearted hand job I've ever gotten in my life, getting the t- double digits of denim radio <laughs> doesn't get much better. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And uh, just to reiterate, I am Josh here, a little bit slow-witted host, and over here we got uh, Ozone, the much better-looking co-host. What's happening today? Oh, enjoying the smoke of Alberta, like always. Albertan summers. It was a little bit better today. A little bit better. You could actually be outside. Not that I went outside, but I could have been out there if I chose to. It's true. It was, it, but it's so muggy. Anyways, this isn't weather podcast, but smoke. <laughs> ugh. It's been it's been an interesting summer to say the least. Ever since like May, we've been dealing with smoke here in Alberta. I guess most of Canada. But we digress. We uh, we were all set to keep going on our weekly uh, episodes, but somebody. We won't name names. I don't think they listen anyways, but <laughs> somebody bailed last minute last Monday. So we had to do the interview on the Thursday. So it kind of put everything behind and we, it was a weekend. I had company. So yeah, well, this, this will come out when it comes out. We already got our next guest uh, scheduled. So we're going to ram a few episodes out here and then I think it's time for a little bit of a vacation. I think what you're heading, I think we're both going to the motherland for a little bit. Very different. <laughs> Very different motherlands. <laughs> There's this much nicer place. <laughs> going to rural Saskatchewan and you're going to the, the beautiful island. So The beautiful island. You should play that song again. <laughs> I don't know if I have it anymore, but maybe you can find it somewhere out there, folks. Loser Points, Beautiful Island, the best song. I think it was called Bros, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Bros. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus was Beautiful Island. <laughs> didn't get much better than that basically that's what i'm trying to get at <laughs> but yeah it's been a little bit of a sleepy time i mean summer lots of people are busy not a lot of people in the studio but uh we did see uh a release finally come out i know we probably talked about it a bit on the last episode but lost planet airman is now officially out so catch sag and wherever you you listen to music it's been, uh, <laughs> should we talk about the, the German review? Sure. You remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's this place called Underdog Fanzine, I believe. That's, they've 
been sending them all of our stuff. And the guy actually, his name is uh, Fred Spenner, which I thought was funny because he grew up in Canada. I'm pretty sure he's Canadian, like Fred Penner. You remember yeah. the old oh, children's show? I think he's Canadian. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, either way. Uh, I'd be heartbroken if not. <laughs> Fred Spenner is a German fella, so he'll send over his review like almost immediately. It's actually insane. I'll send it to him and like, like a couple hours later, I'll send have a review. But so yeah, he did Upside Down Man, gave them a nice review. He did uh, Rami, Rami gave the him a nice review. And then he kind of did a very bare bones one of Lost Planet Airmen. And it basically said, what does it say? It's, it's 77 English punk. <laughs> that's trying to be wild but it has it's lacking bite or something like that <laughs> fuck i should have i should have actually looked at the quote but it was hilarious anyways okay wait i found it upbeat punk that leans more towards english 77's punk style than melodic skate punk mid-tempo power punk that wants to be wild but seems a bit toothless so of course i sent it over to taylor and laughed at him and said do you, do you not want me to share this he's like oh no go ahead man so <laughs> We uh, had a good laugh about that. I mean, if you can't get a chuckle about quote-unquote bad reviews of your band, then should probably toughen up because uh, it's not going to be the last because you can't make everybody happy. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. So, yeah, that's about it. But we've have, we do have a couple shows. Um, I'll announce the one. I mean, it's it's out there. If you guys follow the Off Sailors, they're uh, finally getting off their butts and playing a show. So it's going to be July 29th. You and I will both be <laughs> on our vacation, so we're not able to attend, but they're going to be playing in Red Deer here at the Vinyl Den, or uh, the Flex, whatever you want to call it, right downtown Red Deer. They're going to be playing with Rotted Youth and Scum Dumpster. So that should be a pretty cool show. That's an all-ages one, so... I hope if anybody's listening that lives in the Red Deer area, fucking go check that shit out. And then what's going on a few weeks after that? On August 20th, a Sunday show, uh, Trash Ambulance Us is going to play with The Core from Vancouver. So if you haven't seen seen them, you should. I've actually never seen them, so I'm pumped. Um, those guys are awesome. And then the off sailors are also jumping on that one too. It's going to be, uh, an early Sunday show at area 31 in Red Deer. So it's a nightclub. They've not done a punk show before, so it should be, should be cool. Yeah. I, I guess. Cause trash has played with the core before, but I don't think you were one of the brief moments you weren't involved at all with the band, which no, I've never seen them. I've seen Dan and lots of other bands, but. And I played with played with Andrew, and when he filled in for loser points on guitar, but I've never actually seen seen the core live. Oh, he didn't go to the Belvedere shows when they were opening for him. I and Bruno not. and Cynthia came out. Hmm. Well, even better. Yeah. So that's going to be a cool one. Yeah. So if you don't you don't like the core, come watch me enjoy the core because I'll be <laughs> excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no idea how a Sunday early Sunday show is going to go in Red Deer. Sometimes they're amazing sometimes no one comes out but i don't know i've been getting lots of good feedback so far everybody i've told about it people that i don't know are commenting oh this looks good i'm gonna check this out so come on out support your local scene this is our first show since april so it's uh i guess we are gonna do uh it's not that one's not announced but we're doing like an afternoon thing about a week before that but it's a very different scene and a and a very different cause so once that's official we'll We'll let, we'll let the people know. 
as of now, we haven't put pen to paper. But yeah, I think that's about it. Like I said, it's been a bit of a quiet one for, well, a quiet in the fact of stuff that we can announce. There's definitely been conversations and really cool stuff happening in the background that we, it's just too early to talk about. But I just say uh, we are both very excited about what we've been able to pull off with this label, considering how it began, just an outlet for our side bands. All of a sudden, there's bands from all over the world wanting to work with us. So that's that's super cool. But yeah, who who uh who did we deal with on this episode? We dealt with <laughs> Joel so Dukes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of something totally different. Yeah, we got to sit down <laughs> with Joel Dukes from Cambridge, Ontario. It's an awesome city if you guys haven't been there. But I haven't been there in 10 years, so maybe it sucks now. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, of uh, the band, Frank Dukes, Handheld, and Boltergeist. Yeah, so old Joel, hell of a guy. Actually, can't remember if we talked about this on the interview, but when Trashed Ambulance went out east, we played two shows with Frank Dukes, and the first night, he uh, volunteered his house. He had a spare room. And it was, uh, so we had a, a blow up mattress and then a, a bed. So there's three of us in there, the old, the old lineup of trashed. And I remember we must not have closed the door. Maybe we didn't close it right away. I forgot to talk to Joel about this, but, and the, the Sean and Ryan, the guys in the band at the time were in there. And then all of a sudden I heard Sean kind of like shriek because <laughs> his cat had gotten in there and we didn't know and like jumped on him like, I don't know if he's allergic to cats or something. There's some reason why he couldn't have a cat near him. So he's like, ah! <laughs> turns out <laughs> somehow while we we're like brushing our teeth to get ready for bed, a cat had snuck in. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was kind of a hilarious thing. So yeah, he kind of has, at that point, I don't know what he has now. He had a few cats, a couple dogs. One dog is like the size of a horse. Gigantic freaking, can't remember what it is. Some sort of mastiff. Something or other, he's going to call me an idiot for not knowing what he is. He's actually on the cover of uh, the Off Sailors, or sorry, the Boltergeist EP. Maybe next year, if you look at that, that's Logan is his pup, so. But yeah, he, he sat down and we had a good little visit, so it was good to catch up with him because I hadn't talked to him aside from the odd WhatsApp back and forth here and there. But that's, like I've said before, this is kind of like the best part of this podcast is just getting to chat with your buddies that you don't get to see nearly as much because we're all old now and have families and unless you play a show with them. But even still, it's like, unless you hang out at the end, it's like the only time you can really have a good visit with anyone, right? Because we're usually watching the bands and selling merch and shit. It's hard to get a good visit in. But yeah, I think we can roll into this interview. Do you got anything else you think we should babble on about? Babble on? I don't think so. Babylon. Okay, well, let's roll into some tunes then. What do you want to hear today? I am going to pick a song because last week I got to hang out with Josh Wallace for six hours. JBW.tattoos is Instagram, so go creep him. Does awesome work. Anyways, he's the bass player in the band Bring On The Storm, our buddies. So I want to hear My Ghost by them. Nice. Yeah, that's a hell of a song. I think since old Jolie Boy wasn't, uh, he was too modest. He didn't play any of his own bands. So I think I got to play some Frank Dukes. 
So this song is off of their split that we believe we chatted about a bit that was uh, put on vinyl. Kind of a a joint effort between Pink Lemonade Records and Thousand Islands Records. And that uh, split was called Concessions, and they did it with Block Parent, another band kind of from the Guelph area. Maybe they're from Cambridge too, I'm not sure, but... <laughs> Either way, this song is called 103 Queen Street West. So yeah, let's let's crank these tunes up and we'll roll right into that interview with Joel. So here we go. Here is Bring On The Storm. This is Taylor. And this is Bryce. From Lost Planet Airmen, and you're listening to... Denim Radio. 
This is Cam from Boo Radley, and you're listening to Denim Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Denim Radio. We got Ozone over there looking all ozone How's it going, bud? Good. <laughs> he's always doing good. He's, he's just chipper old Ozone over there. And coming all the way from the Kitchener-Waterloo area. No, no? Okay. Cambridge. Whoa, Cambridge. <laughs> Cambridge. <laughs> all the way from Cambridge, we got... Joel Dukes. He plays in currently Frank Dukes, handheld and long mm. ago and still not technically defunct. Poltergeist, High End Denim's very own. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well, and it's not over till we say it's over. So we can just base on forever. <laughs> I don't plan on ending it. No. The only What's reason- just take take another pandemic to release a few songs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> We'll just, the only time we'll actually retire it is is when we know we want to do that fair or that reunion tour to get that mm. that big bucks. Mm. <laughs> are we going to tell people guys? that we're never going to do a reunion tour? <laughs> Poltergeist is back. Who? <laughs> Remember their hit song, Glory Days? Yeah. <laughs> it had that cool video. <laughs> yeah. I know that was Hometown Hostage that had the cool video, I guess. Was well, cool. Glory Days had a cool one too, but. We actually, uh, yeah, that was one of the, I mean, I don't want to make light of the, of the pandemic or anything. Obviously it was more bad than good, but I've never been so musically active without leaving my house in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was a part of a lot during that, like the whole handheld record in essence was recorded, like written and recorded during that time, basically from our own, like different houses. Oh, wow. So you like. Okay, I, I didn't know where to start, but let's. I guess we're going in handheld. That's what I was going to we'll get ask you about. It. But uh, for the folks at home, handheld was a well, is but was a pretty decently big punk band in Ontario back in when the turn of the millennium or mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nineteen ninety eight is when I think the band first started. But then by like I think I saw them for the first time two thousand. And then saw them many times after that, and they did some stuff. But <laughs> I wasn't a part of the band at that time, so. Yeah, that's what I was making my way to. But I mean, you're you're more of a of a scholar on that the subject. But yeah, mm-hmm. so so the band was a band, and then wasn't a band for a while. And so when yes. you came into the picture, was that before the uh, pandemic, or like right before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they reached out to me in December of, I guess it would be 2019, or around like 2019 maybe, and they just said, hey, like, would you be interested? We're looking at doing just like a reunion show, probably just play like a local show, and then maybe a show in Quebec, and then that'll be it. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. That would be a lot of fun. I think maybe we jammed May maybe three or four times and then the pandemic hit and then that's when there was already like a couple original songs in the works but not really big plans for it um but then during the pandemic with more time the singer andy started writing a lot of songs and then a lot of the songs ended up coming together and 
the album A Canadian Tragedy, which was released about a year ago, was basically recorded during that time. That's sweet. So did they always have two guitar players or was Andy guitar? Like how did or did somebody not um, participate in the in the reformed? So the at the very beginning they wouldn't have they had one guitar player like the first time i saw them they had one but i would say that two guitar players was pretty critical to the sound and being true to most of their cat like their catalog of songs um and then that guitar player was not really interested in coming back so that's where i came in nice sliding in yeah floppy seconds picking up the scraps (laughs) well his uh his, his loss is your gain, I guess, and, and the world in turn. <laughs> mm, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's that's kind of interesting. They just, I mean, it seems like a lot of bands that that were kind of from that era are kind of like, I don't know if they're seeing other bands doing it and be like, hey, we should come back. Like, for instance, on the other side of the country, like another Joe, you know, they were probably, maybe they were bigger. I never really heard a handheld back in the day, but because i was uh, right but no another joe like their their split with gob and it was actually um the frank duke song monday matinee was written about the first local punk show i went to and funny enough that you said another joe another joe was supposed to play that show um but i believe and i could be wrong if my lore is wrong some (laughs) like one of the members from another joe and some of the members of monine who are I would say a big band from Ontario, if you're familiar with Monine. Um, they were supposed to play as well, but some of them were late. So then another Joe played and just other drummers from bands, I think, filled in on some songs that they knew. Um, so, yeah, that was the first time I attended a local punk show. It also happened to have like handheld and then other members of bands who I'm still friends with today. There was another band called Chubb who opened two of those members are now in another band called rag ripper from our area who are really someone to look out for uh they're recording their i guess debut album right now and just seeing them live recently it's like some pretty crazy stuff like heavy joke propaganda influence and stuff like that interesting yeah but i do agree there are lots of bands who are kind of like coming back and i don't know if it's the nostalgia aspect of it or maybe we reach a point in our life where it's financially comfortable to play in a band that doesn't make money because you have a real job somewhere else that you can live off of. Well, I think it's probably a combination of all those things, like, you know, like elder millennials and uh, Generation X, you know, they got some... Or is it just a midlife crisis that (laughs) many people are experiencing? (laughs) That's the question that's been asked a few times. (laughs) Well, I think you are right there with, uh, you know, that those couple generations now they got some walking around money they grew up listening to punk rock they're like they'll go out and see a band now that they come through like yeah maybe they weren't there for a while and the when it was kind of more of a emo type of world now it's people are kind of embracing this stuff again or at least they're coming back or whatever <laughs> so i think it might be something like that and then yeah maybe the bands their kids are growing up they're allowed to go blow some steam and yeah, or you just have a little bit more like flexibility with your life that you can do things that you maybe weren't able to do before. I think a lot of people too, even their the jobs throughout COVID, a lot of jobs realize, you know what, we don't need you in the office every day from nine to five, right? Like go work yeah. remotely. And that opens up a lot more time too if you you know, even if you're a weekend warrior band, right? Like 
that's okay. I'm, you know, on Monday I can work remotely if I'm a little tired <laughs> from being on the road. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that. No, <laughs> no. Company man. You were just tired. You were just tired from a bike ride. It's no, oh, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. I biked in the work on a flat. Couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of a hero, you know, you're, you're like a, you know, environmental hero. You're, you're not polluting the earth with your car. So you should be celebrated for your behavior. If you ask me. <laughs> Noise pollution. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we make up for it in that. Well, I guess and butt pollution for at least me. Yeah. In the, yeah. Van. <laughs> in, the tr- in the trashed ambulance. <laughs> Yeah. So back back on the handheld. Yeah. They reached out to you. So how did they even know that like you must have been buddies with them or how did you guys even um so again? after handheld broke up, um members of handheld went on with members of another Cambridge band called Some Other Influence and the bass player and the drummer from Some Other Influence, Rob and Kyle, they joined up with Pat and who was the drummer of handheld or is the drummer of handheld and alex who is the guitar player who departed handheld and they started the band curbside um who did we i don't think you played with curbside when you came through or did you no you played with block parent um but curbside was then created and then alex ended up departing curbside as well and craig who was the original guitar player from handheld joins so we had played many shows with curbside i had kind of known them from when i was younger and funny enough like i think i was asked to um join handheld maybe the day or two days after we had a gig where we were supposed to play with curbside uh, sadly, we had a death in the family in the band. So to fill the spot, I just played acoustically instead. I was like, all right, like I won't, I'll still fulfill like what Frank Duke said we would do. And at this point in time, I think it was looking at being around the 20 year anniversary of when handheld started. So I played a handheld song acoustically. And then I think like the next day or a few days later, the drummer Pat reached out and he's like, so here's a question. Do you want to fill in for handheld? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> And then also like the drummer of Curbside Kyle is now the drummer of our band as well. There's a lot of, as I'm sure you see, and as I know the denim crew roles, there's a lot of intermingling of members who flow in and out of bands and kind of help out and fill the spots when they need to. Yeah, definitely. Well, especially in a small scene. I mean, Red Deer's probably, well, I know for a fact, judging by just the name drops that you've done, like the punk scene is microscopic in red deer compared to what you just alluded to but i guess you have tons yeah of, tons of communities like knowing from you like we played guelph the one night and then uh barry that wasn't too far right no barry's about like an hour and a half north okay so that's uh, like of that's where we are far. we also have like yeah but like that doesn't seem far like i would drive to barry for a good show but like whether it's like toronto guelph hamilton london like kitchener waterloo area there is like a lot of spots that like were even like many of those would have been like tour stops even back in the day as like bands were traveling through ontario they would hit many of those cities and they'd all have kind of like a different pull and draw that's cool yeah like but when you say an hour and a half, like, because we're an hour and a half north to Edmonton, hour and a half south to Calgary, and both of those cities have pretty 
you know, more lively punk scenes. They're just more people, right? There's a million people in each yeah. city. So those Red Deer's 100,000. So it's a tenth of the size. So, and then there's really nothing like until you get to those cities. Like there's small towns, which we have definitely played. But <laughs> as far as a scene, like, yeah. Red Deer's right now, I mean, it, it ebbs and flows right now. It's more hardcore metal. It's like, where there's more bands at least i mean people do come to yeah. punk shows but as far as like punk bands making a scene there's i don't know count on one hand i think how many there that are going right now what do you think ozone basically count on three fingers yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah but that's cool like yeah. as for as for skate punk definitely yeah there's there's almost none right but yeah if you consider calgary and edmonton in there too then yeah, it's definitely intermingled, even even so, right? Like, you know, yeah. I I used to live in near Calgary, and I'd be in bands in Red Deer, and then be in bands in Edmonton. It doesn't like it's not quite the same because you're not jamming every week or seeing each other every week, but still easy to go tour and play and do whatever, right? And if you're anywhere in the area, yeah, for sure. So Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge. What's uh? So you mentioned uh, Waterloo. Yep. I just watched that. Uh, did you see the Blackberry movie? Oh, Blackberry. Uh, I have not watched it yet, but no, I know, like many of my friends were employed at Blackberry at <laughs> one point in time. And it was like a really good job for people to get to as well. Um, Waterloo is still like a pretty significant like tech hub. Um, and also there's like two very notable universities that are located in Waterloo as well. So it's still like a very big and popular city. Yeah. And I, I just, we were talking about this a bit last episode, just how people pronounce, you know, like it's not Calgary, it's Calgary, you know? And then yeah. in that movie, they, when they say like, we would have said, I would have thought it was Waterloo, but it's, you gotta, you gotta put the, uh, no, I said it right. I would have said Waterloo, but it's actually Waterloo. Like you gotta put the emphasis on Waterloo. Loo. Yeah. Waterloo. Yeah. It's one of those things. <laughs> it just, I just thought that's just funny how, like, you just do it. There's naturally. like, <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole bunch of those, especially in like American places that I find that it's like, oh, I wouldn't have said it like that. Like, uh, I'm watching through the TV show The Last Man on Earth, which is oh, very good. funny. I watched the with first, Will Forte. I watched the first season, and then I forgot it existed uh, until right now. <laughs> because, but all the signs like align in like Alive in Tucson, where like I would be like, oh, I thought that said like Tuscan. <laughs> <laughs> Or like he just Arkansas, likes... Arkansas, like, yeah. I, I actually knew those two. I don't know how. I did too, but like they are ones that like I think I probably messed up at one point in time. And like I still, I think I read them when I see them the way that I think they should be said. But <laughs> Arkansas, I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good, good song name, going to Arkansas. It's all yours. <laughs> I'll be the next bolt. I'll be the next bolt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Back- uh, it's all. It's ours. Yeah. Never mind. You can't have it. We can have it. It belongs to the collective. <laughs> let's uh, let's swoop back to to handheld. So yeah, you got back in it. Pandemic yeah. aside, buddy had yeah. free time. Decided to write an album. So it's he's yeah. kind of the it's it's his brainchild pretty much. And he, um so how the writing process kind of works for it is especially like for this album i can't speak to previous albums 
um the singer andy he wrote all the songs on a piano uh, so he would write them on piano and he would like create the melody and he would create the lyrics for them. And then he would send that piano version of the song to Pat, who's the drummer of the band. And then we kind of joke around that like then Pat puts it in like the punk rock machine and he turns <laughs> it to what you would now more hear on like the handheld records. But it was pretty funny as they talked about it, like just the way it would be recorded is, you know, like I said, Andy sends Pat a piano demo pat then like maybe puts it to acoustic and he sings over top of that from like where he is and just kind of passing it back and forth then sending it to like the rest of the band we kind of like learn our parts or add our own flair or the odd like the odd member might be like ah we got to change that that doesn't sound right but they all kind of got like work through like that as people just kind of learn their parts but i would say a lot of it like andy asked for input on like ideas but then he really enjoys the writing process of creating a melody and creating lyrics that are well-written. And that's like a passion of his in writing music that he enjoys. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm far from a expert pianist. In fact, I'm <laughs> quite awful at it. Hey, I've never, hey, don't go there. <laughs> I've never been able to, like, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to write a song on the piano. So that's, yeah, that's he, interesting. he's a very good He's a very good piano player. If you go back um, to the Mark Warner EP, there is like a piano interlude on that that like he recorded and everything. I think there was also at one point as we were kind of like doing promo for things, he did just a piano rendition of like one of their songs as well. That would be like one of the more popular songs, especially locally, a song that like there's just light bulbs. Um, and it was really cool to see him go through and like create that as well. Yeah. And you play? I, I feel like I was also reading, I just started reading the Bad Religion book. And I think that's how Greg started writing like Bad Religion songs, is he would write them like on the piano and then bring them to band. Well, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I've definitely seen uh, like performances of his on YouTube or whatever of him. Like I remember seeing like C's and or Cease in, I don't can't remember what other song I saw him playing piano. But yeah. I just, it's never been something I've even considered because I can't play very well. So, but I, I understand. I, I wanted to play for a long time, but I, I don't know. I find, yeah, piano can certainly be fascinating. Like my, my partner, my fiance, Brooke, she plays piano. But whereas like all of the music I know simply is in my head and that's how I know how to play it. She's the complete opposite where she's like, no, I need, I need sheet music. And then when you put sheet music up, she could play a song she's basically never heard before, but she can make it sound right just on sheet music. And like, that is mind boggling to me. Like I couldn't look at a tab for a song when I was learning how and play it right. Like I would have to hear the song and work the way through, but right. to see just like a piece of music and be like, Oh, this is how the song goes. Right. And then you play it and you're just like, wow, that's, that's to, cool. To be fair, ultimate guitar tabs.com isn't always the most accurate this is even close Some, <laughs> sometimes it's a necessary jumping off point oh yeah i was just doing that the other day because we're uh we're gearing up for our bi biannual uh small town punk rock show that we do and we usually do a set of covers and we're expanding so yeah i've been diving into the old oh you're expanding tab. the repertoire just for that night, we don't, I don't know, I don't focus too hard on on covers. Like, they're fun, but you gotta be careful as a no-name band when 
people start yelling for you to play the cover that you're known for it's like fuck's sakes like <laughs> i don't want to be that bad right Everybody yeah i think we've been playing like frank dukes has been playing like a standard cover for the past little while i don't know if we'll have to mix it up soon but yeah as soon as people start yelling for it you're like okay you gotta like that's never that's never happened i don't think luckily so either we don't do it well enough or they just don't <laughs> care <laughs> or, or a combination or your or your uh your own songs are just that strong or better it's, it's yeah let's go here. with that one yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I guess just to quickly pivot back to what you were talking about, your uh, Beyonce. Like, so I guess that's how they know how all those like Beethoven and Bach songs actually sound. Then, you know what I mean? If she can play that by, based on never hearing it, because I always wonder, like, how do they know that's what he wanted it to sound like? You know, <laughs> they obviously couldn't record music back then. So, well, if it's Beethoven, he didn't even know what it sounds like. He just wrote it. So. <laughs> I think this is good. I don't know. The vibration is all right. <laughs> yeah well he did a, he did a good job man better than i think people think i write my songs the same way just not listening to them but people wish they were deaf when they hear my songs <laughs> all right let's stop being mean to, her, to ourselves yeah yeah self, stop the self-deprecation i can't help it um that's well, so easy make <laughs> fun of josh <laughs> Ozone, do you have any handheld questions? Uh, Always put them on the I spot. don't think so. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. so, because I'm obviously, just judging by the timeline you said about the handheld guys, and I know they're young men, but they're a little bit older than I am. So the one of yeah. the songs you guys did, I know I, I was telling a friend of mine that I was interviewing you, and then he's, he knew about Frank Dukes, and I said, oh, you should check out Handheld, his other band. And then he's like, oh, Waltz the what is it the log driver's waltz and i, yeah, I, I yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah. that from my childhood and then he's like no it was always oh, on, on in the 80s and like uh where's your friend from he's from red deer okay because i i didn't know if that was like a more regional thing but like i certainly remember seeing it and like so i'm 38 years old and i remember seeing it multiple mm -hmm. times um like on cbc yeah yeah, oh, just didn't stick with me. I remember like the "Don't you put it in your mouth" song and <laughs> drugs, no, drugs, drugs. Even if it might look good to eat and it might look good to taste, you could get sick. <laughs> I was Ick. singing that to my kid just today because he's freaking putting her bath toys in her mouth. I'm like, hey, don't put that yeah. in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, there would be that one, and then like a lot of the other ones were like the heritage moments. So like, I yeah. smell burnt toast, or like James Naismith's basketball one. Like those are, okay. I feel like we're kind of on the same par as the log driver. Maybe it just didn't stick with me. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember the the dude with the first guy to wear the mask or whatever the hockey mask. I remember that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I'm would like, be another one. Who's the other guy? Rocket Richard, like moving furniture. Was that one? As well? <laughs> Yeah, there was also the uh, like the the Canadian Railroad and like the utilization of um, immigrants to basically die to do it, which was yeah not a great heritage moment. <laughs> no, not at all, Canada. There was the uh, the burnt toast one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a positive one. Figuring out like a root cause for I think epilepsy. Um, yeah. Eh. I thought that was a stroke when you smell burnt toast. Uh, I you guys know. know. I don't even fucking remember that one. So <laughs> fix that one I'm, in post. I'm not chiming in on that. <laughs> well, we already got guys. Oh, so you don't. You don't listen. But a guy claiming that Donovan Bailey was from 
<laughs> Kenora. I'm just gonna bring that up every episode now. <laughs> He's from Kenora. He's think... like, oh yeah, Donovan Bailey's from there. Like, no, he isn't. <laughs> He's from. He's from freaking not Orangeville. Uh, I, it could be a stroke. I think you're right on stroke. <laughs> My bad. I, I don't look at me it. fucking fact well checking in real time again. Yeah. Get out of here with that epilepsy and Donovan Bailey bullshit. <laughs> on that note, let's uh, yeah. let's let's take a little a little break. So uh, I told you you could pick a song. All right, uh, I'm gonna try and keep this local to Ontario bands to expose maybe some new listeners to people they haven't heard of before. Uh, so the first song I'm going to get you to pick is a song called Five Years by a band called Among Legends, who are currently doing like a little rip around Ontario. Um, I think support or along with Amy Gabba as well. Were they on uh, like El Jefe's label for a while? Am I just Among Legends? Yeah, I don't believe so. Okay, I got to look because there's an Ontario band. And I want to say that was who it was because I. Long ago, I interviewed his ex-wife on my other show, and I remember looking at it at the like the line of bands. I swear that 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 was the band, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Been wrong before, but I'm gonna check that. All right. Anyways, let's listen to Among Legends.
So yes, uh, Joel was correct to call me an idiot. It was not Among Legends on Cybertracks. That band is called We Outspoken. So I was not even close. <laughs> You're close. Not even close whatsoever. But yeah, there's definitely an, an embarrassment of riches of, of uh, punk rock bands in your neck of the woods. And you're in quite a few of them. So we talked about handheld. Do you have anything left about handheld? Do you need to need to share to the world before we move on to the next topic uh if you haven't heard it check out the album a canadian tragedy available on thousand islands records follow you guys on uh on the insta see if you're yeah yeah instagram yeah you can follow us on instagram there's some stuff on facebook but instagram is probably more where you're gonna get some deets or information yeah you guys have any plans to venture further than ontario or quebec this year nothing in the books at this point in time i think everyone would always like to go somewhere else but it all depends on the opportunities that are out there and able to like line up to busy members so yeah we've we've talked about this on on the show as well because trash ambulance although we probably would benefit by having another guitar player who <laughs> just kidding just kidding <laughs> <Bunch of fuckheads>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh it's super easy to coordinate it's basically just Reiki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The less members you have in your band, like, the easier it is to do it. Like, that's the one thing that would be, like, somewhat desirable about being just, like, if you can pull off being in a good acoustic artist, it's, like, all you have to worry around, worry about is driving around in your own car and if you are available. And, like, (laughs) it doesn't get easier than that, right? There's no backslide you have to worry about. Or even flights, yeah, sure. Like, you can go wherever you want, play whenever you want. As long as it's in your schedule, you're good to go. But yeah, Even as a three-piece, like, when we went down south, right? Like, to buy three flights, if you watch for the right days, is not that much. (laughs) That's very... And and just everything, right? Because then it's like, you have five people, and it's like an extra hotel room you need. You go... Extra an vehicle. extra vehicle. You gotta get a bigger vehicle. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, that's too, you know, more. If you don't have a trailer now, you can't fit much gear in there with five people in your band. And Yeah, I guess it all depends on the, uh, the goals and the, uh, what everybody has to offer to the band and stuff as well, right? Cause if everybody's true. willing depends to, on the to situation too. Yeah, cause we've, if we've... you can go out with some friends who can like help out with a back line, then you can travel lighter. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, if people are willing to, like, because we've played with other bands that have more members and they do things differently than us. So they're, everybody just, you know, was comfortable chipping in a hundred bucks and then that goes a long way too, right? It's, yeah, so for there's sure. 500 bucks sitting right there that the band has, you know, whereas us, we make the band pay for everything. Oh, we don't, the band doesn't have that money. I guess we're not, uh, we're not pulling it <laughs> off quite yet. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so pivoting back, you play in handheld, but uh, I don't want to say you're like a mercenary, like a hired hired gun. You're you're, you're part of the band. You you get input, but yeah, say when it comes to like writing full albums, being a front man, that's where Frank Dukes comes in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas like handheld, it's like almost fun to be able to step back like a little bit i definitely do not step back in frank dukes <laughs> um yeah uh that's been going on whew, i don't even know how many years now i can't remember i'd have to look back let me let me get What's this a... data how long ago we started while you're um, look, while you're looking it up while i'm but... looking here to talk yeah so <laughs> So for the folks at home, Joel and I met because he was nice enough, at least either you or Mr. Robello in your band were nice enough to hook up my band with a couple shows out east. I think it was our our boss lady being pretty pushy, but she she likes to do that. And you're like, okay, these guys are all right. But anyways, it was kind of funny just speaking of like seeing words and not knowing how to pronounce them because... Guelph. Guelph, is that wrong? (laughs) Oh no, lots of people say Guelph wrong, but now I know where you're heading with this. You're arguing <laughs> yeah. this that, is, uh... that you helped me solve before we even met. <laughs> I, I think maybe I am, but uh, anyways, yeah, so Bruno knew about your guys when he's a French guy from Quebec, and he's like, oh, you guys got to play with this band Frank Ducks. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's fucking Dukes. He's like, no, it's I... D-U-X, it's Ducks. I'm like, dude have you not seen Bloodsport? what the fuck <laughs> no i remember you messaging me like because i think maybe we played together on the friday in guelph and i think you maybe landed on like the thursday in quebec and met up with them and i think you messaged and was like solve an argument for me right now it is pronounced dukes right and i was like oh yeah for sure it's pronounced dukes and then yeah. <laughs> i don't remember that but that's hilarious <laughs> yeah uh, so Frank Dukes, I guess around 2016, maybe even like 2015 is when we started jamming. Um, but then like I just was looking back and I got my better guitar equipment in 2016. So we'll say that's a better starting point because we started to sound better at that point in time. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess if we'll probably have already played a song, if we haven't, then it's going to be coming up at the end of the show. But uh... Okay. So the the folks at home, yeah, I did say that you're the front man, but that's not that's kind of a half truth because you're kind of like a dual uh, front. I, I normally I normally say it's like a I when people say oh do you sing in the band I say ah, I sing about seventy five percent of it, um, but like Scott definitely Scott has songs that he is the like lead vocalist for he has backups in pretty much every song as well, and then Sean chimes in now and then with some backups as well, but. Okay, I would so. say many of them I sing, but it's a communal effort. Okay, yeah, it's like the newer trash song since Ozone's been in it now. You wrote, sung two songs, I think, on the last one, didn't you? Or did, no, you wrote one and you made me sing it. I don't want to sing this. You're singing it. <laughs> Slowly taking over. But he's been, I think he's working on, he's got his third for the next album. So we'll see what all, how it all ends up and if he... He's been known to uh, scrap songs and say he hates them after we've been playing them. Yeah, that's months, so. that's, a, that's <laughs> a skill right there to say this song isn't really that good and I don't think we should play it. Except that he's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but he could turn that around on me too. Josh, this song has 35,000 plays on Spotify. You won't play it live. It's because it fucking sucks. 
<laughs> Stats don't lie. <laughs> That's it's true. So, now, but then you always have to ask the question, is it the first song on an album? Because uh, that, that can pad the numbers, right? Yeah. So just look at those numbers critically. Don't just listen to those. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, yeah. And which, what was the single? What was, which one did you push? Which ones are just buried in the back nine of the album? <laughs> which ones get accidentally added to Spotify playlists that have no business being there? Oh, that happened recently one of our songs <laughs> was like, like it, was, Brazilian it got added to like hit hits it, it, italian hits like mm. it was actually an actual spotify playlist like an editorial one and they must have just clicked the wrong button and threw one of our songs on there for a day with all the italian pop <laughs> but then there was nice. another one we got on after that that was still not spotify really. spotify's viral hits with all the like tiktok songs and for some reason we got thrown on there so skew the numbers a little bit that's interesting. All the, all these playlists and shit like that wasn't a thing, you know, ten years ago, and now it's. Some people get a little bit too caught up with it. Um, I don't really. I mean, it's nice to see your numbers get pumped, but at the same time, it's like, which what are this is what are these are actually, like punk rock fans that are going to be like stoked on it and you keep listening. Right? Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's are the these people who are going to come back? Eight people in the crowd watching. Well, and that's that's the, we just uh, experienced something like that. Like we we played a music festival. I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus, but it was like kind of like a what would you call that? Like pop metal, like super polished pop, or they're all wearing I don't know. They have like coffins on the stage. It was pretty weird, but they didn't really have a big draw, anyways. And they were the headliners, and then somebody told us it's like, oh yeah, they got booked because. They have like five hundred thousand followers because they went viral on TikTok. That's like hmm. okay, like they're big on TikTok. That doesn't mean necessarily mean they're gonna draw in a music festival in Alberta, but and clearly they didn't, but just interesting how that can be like used as currency these days. It's like look how many followers, how many plays we have, but it's like what is it gonna tra- translate to actual people showing up to come see you? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, well, yeah interesting it's got to be All like right. Boltergeist and have uh 200 total plays just kidding <laughs> i think i think we're doing a little better than that <laughs> we cracked a thousand on at least i think all the songs maybe not the one we definitely got when if the our first singles came out they are definitely hell of a yeah. hit behind them it was cool we, we got two we have two that didn't crack the crack oh, the big shit. old 1k there but oh, okay i thought we had three i stand corrected again fuck we got no. We have three that did crack. It okay, and two yeah, that did not. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the. I was thinking of the EP. I forgot we did the. Oh yeah, the, the Halloween other song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For the sake of our egos, I won't tell you how many monthly listeners we currently have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been focusing. It's not about that. We've been focusing our our uh, ambitions on other things. With, yeah, with uh, bands we can actually play together in live. Yeah. I still think. Well, at least gonna one play, day we're going to play at least one song together on a stage. Whether you yeah. come out here, or we go back out there. We were trying to get out there It'll this happen. this fall, but the, the dominoes didn't yeah. fall the way we wanted them to. So it's definitely not yeah. something we've given up on. I mean, we don't need to go to each other's cities. Frank Dukes and no, Diambo can go somewhere enough, else. And let's meet in freaking Newfoundland and play some shows. 
Yes, bye. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Pivoting back, the old Frank yeah. Dukes. Yeah. So you and this is kind of you and Scott's baby, like you guys are the the founding uh, members. Yeah, we're the remaining founding members, I suppose. <laughs> so like Scott and I have known each other since we were like 16 years old. We both had high school punk bands. We both knew each other. There was a local community organization called HGMS, which was the Hespler Teen Music Society. It was um, founded by a friend of mine named Mel. And the whole idea behind it was let's give kids something to do that is cost effective and good for building a community. So it was like punk shows at this place we had nearby called the Scout Hut. Uh, typically ticket prices had to be $5. I think I may have been the first one to break that rule when I booked someone was arguably larger than the venue but whatever that's a whole other story so yeah scott and i knew each other from back then we would see each other now and then my band was like a flash in the pan in high school and then i kind of like did other things scott continued playing music he was in uh, a prog band that he was in for a while i still give him a hard time about that <laughs> um but they they did some stuff they like traveled across canada and like props to them like scott's never really given up on like playing music which is really cool um we ended up working together later at like a grocery warehouse and then at one point in time we were working like on the same night shift and i think like that summer we bonded weird al had just released his new album <laughs> and we would come in and just be like singing those like new big banger hits from the weird al album together um and basically like when i left i was only there for the summer at that point in time I was like, he's like, hey, man, like I might be getting a jam hall. Are you interested in like pitching in? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds fine. And I didn't really think much of it. I wasn't sure what would happen. And then I got just like a random text like, yo, I got the jam hall. You in? And I was like, all right. Yeah, sure. Let's do this. And um, he also worked at the time at that same place with our original drummer, Chris. And he roped Chris into it and his other friend, Ryan, who like we had also known from when we were younger and Scott had played in like uh he had like a punk rock bar band that he played in for a little bit too that ryan was in and that was like the lineup for our first release it really just started off as like a cover band like we were just playing having fun it's mind-boggling to think back to those nights when we were jamming twice a week playing just a list of cover songs like three times over each time and like how i had even the stamina to sing those songs over and over again each time um but then one day we just kind of like stumbled on a riff and uh the rest is i guess that's like when like the rest is history like wrote a song it's like all right we got a couple songs i guess we should play a show uh we went to see i talked about curbside earlier we went to see curbside uh play because we still would go see them play um and then scott being the man with the bravado that he possesses there was the promoter zach and zach like laughs about this that scott might be the only person who has ever done this scott just like walks up to him cold call hey what's up man my name's scott uh you booked this show i think you should book my band sometime and he's like uh, uh okay <laughs> and then and like zach has booked us for so many shows after that and has become like a really good friend but scott i, I probably got that story a little bit wrong but scott basically just went up and was like hey you should book my band and then yeah like after that first show kind of went through released our first ep the parts unknown ep which i think would be closer to like when we had met 
I want to, uh, do you remember who was our bass player when we played together? Was it Sean or Ryan? Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. No. I, yeah. I can't I, remember. I met a lot either. of people in that week and I, you know, I remember true Joel. Say, I remember Scott. Say. I remember. Uh, yeah. Chris was definitely our drummer. Um, but I can't remember if that was, if Ryan had left at that point or not. I think Ryan was even still in the band. I yeah, I think he was still in the band. Some reason I wanted to say that it was a pretty new guy in it, but I might be wrong. I have a memory of you being like, uh, oh, we just oh yo, you are absolutely correct. I just pulled I remember up a picture hearing you guys saying like, tour. oh yeah, this guy had just joined, so we're yeah. So yeah, Sean had joined at that point. I was looking at I have pictures of like all of us from both of those shows. We played the Guelph and Barry um with your standee that you brought along with you as well. Holy um yeah uh so then yeah and then chris kind of went off to do his own thing and then kyle who was the drummer of curbside like he joined as a favor where it was like all right we booked this show we were playing with the human project uh from uk at jimmy jazz it was like the same place you guys played same kind of deal it's like who's a run they're just filling in dates because they're here and it's like uh kyle i know you're already playing like can you do us a solid and just like learn our songs yeah i'll i can probably do that so you learn the songs and like one thing be, hey do you want to since you know the songs you want to do one more show yeah sure <laughs> and then one more show just eventually became like all right so like i'm just in this right and it's like yeah dude like we're not letting you go at this point in time sorry <laughs> uh yeah and then he's been like a great help and like we're getting ready to record our like next release and like he's had lots of input into the songs and it's been just like another person throwing ideas in so it's been great yeah just to quickly reverse back to the the parts unknown ep it was yeah kind of an interesting i've never seen this before or since he's like hey man <laughs> want one of our cds and he hands me an xbox case I'm like what the hell yeah. is this he's like oh yeah well, you might as well tell the story about why. No, this. it's uh, so Scott's old prog, rep, prog band, um, the drummer of that band, Luke, he's still like a member of our jam hall. Um, he had boxes of Xbox, just empty Xbox cases. I think he had plans for them at some point in time, <laughs> but he was just like, hey, do you guys want these? And then it's like, yeah, all right. So, yeah, we put out the parts on known EP. It's probably super annoying for people who collect CDs <laughs> an Xbox case and does not fit in any CD racks or anything like that. <laughs> but like, I think it makes it kind of memorable when people um, are like, I literally oh, yeah, have it sitting on my, uh, like little pony wall where I have all my CDs and it's, it's right. Right. Because you my can't Star go Wars in a CD <laughs> rack. <laughs> it's right so beside it my Star Wars VHS somewhere it's about else. The same height as this. And uh, yeah, about, 23% bigger than any CD. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it makes us, I guess, memorable in that respect. And then I suppose after that with, with Sean and still our original drummer, Chris, we did our uh, concessions, which turned into a split with our friends, block parent from Cambridge, who you got to play with and you got a taste of when you got to see what they were all about, who are a very, very entertaining band. Um, and then, yeah, now we're looking at our, I suppose, our third release and maybe closer to a full length. I guess time will tell on that one. I'm excited. What man. is a full length? I think you got to have at least nine songs. Nine songs? I'm All right. I think maybe we might be close. Eight. Maybe more than eight? 
It's definitely more than six, which is the most we've released on a release. So, yeah, it's uh, I don't know how it. I think it all goes back to like what would fit on a record back in the day or whatever, right? Isn't that how? Whatever it, an LP is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. EP like is extended uh, play, like a bit bigger than a than a yeah, a seven inch. Seven you can inch. only fit like twenty minutes on, like ten minutes on either side, I guess, and then maybe I guess anything other than that would be. An album, although sometimes you can do like a cheater EP, which is like just like a one-sided twelve-inch as well. But <laughs> yeah. I have a few of those. I was I do shocked as well. the first time. Like, what? What's on the other the side? First time, a bonus and song. you drop no. the needle, and it just like shoots across the record because there's nothing there for it to catch on. <laughs> or if you do a really bad job and put it on like an etched side, and then it just catches it and probably like damages your needle because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> don't they nor i thought they just put the album on twice like just throw it on the other side some people will do that some people i have quite a few that have like maybe one side is blank or another one where they just like they etch something cool into it like i think i think i had like one that jumps into my head is nimrod from green day i think they had like basically they could fit that album on three sides so then the fourth side like the side d was just like an etched design of like from nimrod I think I have some Blink-182 ones, too, that might have, like, the smiley face on the D side. Hmm. Yeah, just something to jazz it up, you know? Yeah, they're, they're worth something now, at least, though. Maybe. Because <laughs> the, yeah. the repress, they just press them through. Sure. <laughs> Throw some bonus songs on there, too. Yeah. Here's a demo. Buy, the, buy another copy. I don't know if you uh, actually announced this, but... Uh... I know a lot of people do splits that are only online only. I know we've done that, but that one that you alluded to, you can get it on wax, right? Do you have any left? I, I'm uh, yeah, we have some, and I believe also Thousand Islands Records has some available as well. Yeah, we do still have copies of that left. We're moving, we're moving through them better than I thought we ever would, but we still have some left. Yeah, I think I, I can't remember. I, th- I can't remember if I bought two. I think I bought two, and then I gave one to Ozone, and then you. And then, because uh, uh, Scott, if you guys didn't know, has a uh, pink lemonade. I don't know how active they are at the yes. moment. Yes. Actually, I just saw a post saying that they were back. I don't know if that just means it's a promotion or what. That's some big show coming up that he was stoked about anyways. But anyways. Yeah, I believe we have the band crawl coming up. There's a band crawl coming up, which they do every long weekend. Zach and Brian do. They do a cool, like, three-venue pop from one venue to another and see bands while the other band sets up. It's a good time. That's right, actually. I wish we had the the venues to support something like that within walkable distance. Yeah, one of them is pretty sweet. I, I can't recall what it, what the venues are for this one, but the one that we played, it was literally right across the street. So you just, like, jump the street, go see a band play, jump back, see another band play. It was really cool. That's, that's amazing. I love that. But yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's take another uh, vocal vocal <laughs> musical break here. Yeah, you're just gonna do an acapella. Um, you're you're doing some Backstreet Boys off offline. So. I don't think I call, can get them to do it again. <laughs> no. Uh, let's do. Uh, we're gonna shout out a friend. I'm gonna shout out a friend of mine. Uh, we played with him first time. Actually, we're talking about Sean, our bass player. The first show we ever played with Sean. I also met uh, this fine human being named Bill who has a band called Your Pal Bill. And the song I'm going to pick off that one is a song called Alaska. Uh, song I immediately was drawn to. Loved it. I've covered it acoustic. Um, yeah, just a great song. Your Pal Bill, Alaska. 
my grip on the edge of your seat Is this something I said? Is it something I need? Two perfect strangers in an utter defeat Is this all that we are? Is this all we can be? was a hell of a song maybe like one of the best songs i've ever heard <laughs> sorry i do this every time because we don't listen to them right now i add them in later so it makes ozone laugh every time so i'm, I'm gonna i'll stop when he stops laughing <laughs> i can't yes. believe you just i just don't stop reveal the trade secret <laughs> yeah but you'll still laugh you're weak man <laughs> it's true <laughs> all right joel well this is uh since you're such an avid listener of the show you're totally prepared for what's mm. going to happen uh, yeah naturally yeah <laughs> so we're uh we're rolling into the segment of the show called the pressure cooker and as always <sighs> to introduce the segment we got tyler and the tigers with the pressure cooker song take it away ty <laughs> And we're back. So we're gonna uh we're gonna jump right into the pressure cooker here, Joel. So the point of the One game foot is in the frying pan, another in a pressure cooker. Yes, exactly. Kingpin. <laughs> the point the of the game. Movie? Yes, actually. Kingpin, did you say? <laughs> Kingpin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but actually uh, at a, one of the bowling alleys in town, they have a big mural of uh, Bill Murray with his comb over. It's, makes me laugh every time I see it. Sounds fantastic. Sorry to derail you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is this is the, the name of the game. That's is how you get out of the pressure cooker, buddy. <laughs> Just throw Woody Harrelson movies quotes at me. Yeah. I can't resist. <laughs> okay, the name Let's of the game is... Out. I'm going to ask you questions. Do not think too hard about it. Answer as quickly as possible because the timer is going and it's a one-minute extravaganza. So the timer is going to start as soon as I finish reading the first question. So are you ready, Mr. Joel? Shh. Shoot. <laughs> All right. Old Dutch or Miss Vicky's chips? Miss Vicky's. What's your so favorite? Many. What's your favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Uh probably Bloodsport. Second would probably be a tie between Lionheart and Kickboxer. Nice. To roll into the next one. What's your favorite Chong Lee quote? 
my favorite Chong Lee quote. Yeah. <laughs> you got me in the pressure cooker, they buddy. Stumped you. <laughs> okay, this is kind of an unfair question, but uh, let's just do it. What decade was Troma Entertainment founded? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna. I think it's in the 80s. Did you know that Lloyd Kaufman was actually a part of an Oscar-winning movie? He was part of the cast of, or he was on the crew for Rocky, this and the director cooker. of that movie was also in Trauma. You're wasting the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teach or dudes. <laughs> What's the furthest Dude, west yeah. you've ever tra traveled? Uh, where is it? somewhere in Alberta. Bebop or Rockstick? Yeah. Uh, Bebop. <laughs> What's the population of Cambridge? I don't know. <laughs> Under a, some, some sort of 100,000. <laughs> What's the best opponent from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Or who's the best opponent? Ooh. Uh, from Mike to... I, uh, I already started thinking about Super Punch-Out instead. But Some of the same guys. Some of the same guys. I can't remember any of the names. Terrible. <laughs> Love that game, though. Leg wagon or no use? Ooh, probably no use. Pop-Tarts or Toaster Strudel? Uh, Pop-Tarts. That's probably the three-minute pressure cooker with your, pre <laughs> your little <laughs> factoids you had to, to shoehorn in there. But yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go through it. What is... Uh, what did you get wrong? So Troma probably a bunch was uh, founded in 1974. We figure that's kind of harsh. Like I, you wouldn't have known that, but yeah, the 70s. There's a there's a story about that. Maybe we'll put the picture up. <laughs> a Toxic Avenger uh, costume that Joel once wore for Halloween. That was pretty legendary. That's right. <laughs> um, population. I don't know. I don't have that handy. I'll, I'll, Best opponent? I mean, there's plenty of options. You got Piston Honda. You got Bald Bull. You got King Hippo. You got Glass Joe. You got whatever that other dude's Great Tiger, whatever the hell's name was. <laughs> Super Macho Man. Man, you had so many choices, but Rose got you yeah. caught in that see, pressure cooker. See, here's a movie. It's called Foreplay. Uh, it's by the same director of, uh, I believe, Rocky, John Alfredson. Oh. Who's in that? Uh, he and it was a trauma movie, and Lloyd Kaufman did something for it, and I think it was during that movie he started to hate modern cinema, like he hated mainstream cinema, and jumped out of it. Started yeah, traumatizing us all. Hey, mm. <laughs> I guarantee you, Ozone hasn't seen a single one of those those movies. <laughs> he's not a he's not a film buff. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the last movie I watched. I can tell you the last one I watched. Actually, it's not Blackberry. It was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because I plan on watching them all and then going to the new one, but I keep getting derailed. Don't, don't spoil. You're a glutton for punishment, man. I haven't <laughs> watched it. I probably I don't know if I will watch it. I thought Crystal Skull was terrible. So Yeah, I know. But I don't know. People say it's fun. What does that mean? I don't know. Sure. It has it. Nostalgia bomb. Probably nostalgia notes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just life, man. People just can't let things die. Bring back every freaking. Yeah. Every band, every movie, every TV every show. Every band. Yeah. They're all coming back and they're all nine times out of ten tarnishing their legacy. So 
Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta stay, stay, stay buried. They did. Yeah. So, anyways, check out the new handheld record. <laughs> Ooh. Just kidding. Not the same thing. At all. <laughs> but yeah, we, I would be remiss if I didn't at least briefly touch on this, since you are involved in this label, although we're quite dormant at the moment. But yeah, you and I and Ozone make up Boltergeist. We've got five songs. This is true. Five yeah, songs. Five songs. Five senses. Six, if you count that one, we never finished. <laughs> it's. I, I got a feeling there's going to be a return. At least one song. Maybe coming out before the end of our lives. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what do you uh, you remember about the formation of this band, and uh, what was your experience being a part of it? Uh I guess one thing would be the amount of member turnover I had for a band who we had never been in the same room with one another yet. I think Boltergeist has potentially had more members than like other bands I'm in. Um, Did we? I don't even but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was the original like idea for the singer. And then like, I had my buddy Lee who was going to do it for a bit and that like oh, filtered out. And then I was just kind of like, eh, think, you know what? I'll just do I it. I think Brad Manners was going to play bass. And then he realized he didn't Possibly. like the music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got him on a song. He's on a Burning Nichols Rum Dogs. He sung a verse. There was original demos with a different vocalist as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Matani. Was that? Uh, he's got Goat as his main band. And then he's he's also in, uh, fuck, they're a pretty big pop punk band out of Ottawa. Oh, what the hell? Can he, Canadian Graffiti? Or no, what's your album? Tragedy? It was something Canadian. <laughs> the hell are they called? I, I feel like I'm failing my friend oh. here. They had like yeah. get in or get out of my car and into my TARDIS or whatever. Get out of my dreams <laughs> and into <laughs> my car. <laughs> oh my lord. The rip tides. The rip tides, yeah. Yeah. That's Actually, not Canadian something at all. <laughs> oh, their out al- their last album they put out was called Oh. Uh, that's not Billy Ocean. Canadian Graffiti. So I was right. It confused me because your guys' is, was the Canadian tragedy. Right. So there was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I like, did, am I, I getting it mixed I, I up? But, but yeah, he he's uh, part of that album. Yeah, he was going to sing, and then he got real busy, and he decided he couldn't do it. But yeah, and then, well, we even got Brandon from, used to be Bring on the Storm, now yep. he's in Ship of Fools. He ripped a fucking wicked solo for... Uh, Killer solo. And and if it, if yeah, it, yeah. anybody listening has never seen the video for uh, Hometown Hostage or song, I would suggest taking it, checking it out because I'm not going to ruin it. But there's quite an Easter egg at the end of someone that's probably had no business being in a Poltergeist video yeah. makes an appearance. Yeah, absolutely. And then we also had my friend uh, Jacob from Block Parent, and Great. also the revived Cerebral Scrub uh, do a little guest spot as well. That's right, yeah. In uh, idiom. That. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's a good song. Yeah, so... Yeah, other than that, it was just, I don't know, it was an interesting exercise in songwriting, something different than the other bands that I'm in and what they do, so it was, it's fun. It is fun when I can sit down to do those. Yeah, because I just think I had three demos that I sent you. But just guitar, I believe that's guitar correct. and a freaking drum machine. 
and then you <laughs> ended up playing bass and then saying, hey, can I take a stab at writing some melodies? Yeah. So, and then for the last song on the album, you just gave us a song. You're like, hey, what do you guys think of this? So it was kind of a different vibe, but it's still... Still sounded like Boltergeist because it was you singing, but it was definitely an interesting. Yeah. Because I had to learn it. You, you didn't really tell me like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> I'm playing bass. It's yeah. Your sound. <laughs> I remember. I remember sending you the video of how to play it. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I had to figure out. Yeah. Figure out the the guitar on it and. Yeah, and then we had our little EP, and then when we did the Wienerama Halloween comp for the label, you actually came up with that song too. You sent me a. Actually, I still yeah. have it on my phone on a little WhatsApp. Check this out. It's just you on the acoustic. And yep. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then me and Ozone are, well, we've mentioned it before. Ozone's not a film buff. <laughs> All referencing classic <laughs> horror movies. And he's just like, well, what's that song about? <laughs> I like horror. <laughs> horror, not whores. <laughs> what happens in Dubai stays in Dubai. <laughs> just kidding. He was there with his wife, everybody at home. <laughs> um yeah so that i mean who knows if something else was is going to come out of this i've i mean it was amazing though once uh you know covid uh restrictions eased up and you could get our bands you could actually play in it was poltergeist just had to take a had to go in the back burner there's no other no two ways about it it was a mutual thing where, like i remember i definitely pressured you into doing vocals for that song that's still not released Okay, okay, I'll get it done. <laughs> like six months later, yeah. good thing I rushed and got that done, eh? <laughs> I'll take the, I'll take the burn. <laughs> what is it taking three, uh, well. three years to release a song is unusual when you. Oh yeah, I've I've played that game many times. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for this Frank Dukes full length for since 2016. It's been a while, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah it was definitely a cool. I mean that. There's sure there was lots of that like long distance recording. I mean, we still utilized it, like how we do our demos and stuff. Those one has a little setup at his house, and he's able to do vocals and get and bass and you know program some drums at his house and sends it over to me, and I can add my parts. It's definitely one good thing. Certainly about helpful. This. Yeah, for demoing and things like that too, right? Yeah, and just just like pre-production. Like it's, yeah. I mean, as soon as you're paying like 500 bucks a day or whatever to go to a studio, like if you don't do pre production and have everything like dialed in, you're yeah. setting yourself up for a rude awakening as a band. Like that's, that's my advice I would give to bands that maybe haven't went down that. It's like, make sure you know these songs, like inside it out. Make sure you can sing them because, you know, I'm not a great singer and if yeah. I don't practice. So now when we do demos, I'll record, re record, and re record them over and over again and practice them, right? Cause, Sometimes you just roll in there. Oh, yeah. I've never actually sung this out loud. I'm talking oh, about wait. The, I'm ta- I can't. I'm talking about the Chim Change album. <laughs> Maybe I should have practiced this before I spent thousands of dollars to record this. Uh, I remember even listening to uh, the Krista Makes a Podcast. I don't know if you listened to that one. Um, yeah. And the Rise Against episode and Tim talking about getting in the booth and being like, I can't sing this song. I physically can't do it. So... It even happens to to pros. I think I've heard uh, Cresswell say that as well, or just like when he's writing all these songs in his apartment, you know, like to kind of just you know singing it in a lower tenor because you're not 
yeah you know and then he's like i can't fucking do this but i mean obviously he pulled it I off had, like almost a similar experience even like yesterday working on a new song just like oh wait that's not the that's not where i'm gonna be singing this one <laughs> well what we did in, in trash ambulances we just tuned down a half step Helps and do you bit. tune down half a step live still yeah, we just we're just always in and it, E flat or always in E flat. Uh, I don't know. We made the change it, before this last album, and it's, we just never change back and find it's way better for us. Uh, do you play your old songs still in like I guess like the same like positions, but just half a step lower? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Somebody might notice if they're yeah, that would, hard fans, but <laughs> sure, that would be that's like another thing that I think like that was one thing a lot of the older handheld songs uh they recorded in e standard but we play them in e flat live now so okay yeah i think it's more common than not actually our, our buddy half stack gave us that gave me the idea i mean i'm sure we would have arrived at it eventually but he's like you got to get like the chunky because i always used ernie ball super slinkies and it'd be an e standard and then we we're a three-piece and it just Needed something, right? So you down tune, get thicker yeah. strings all of a sudden. It's, it's got a little bit more oomph to your shit. So shout out to old Half Stack at Half Stack Studios. He, I gave, give him credit for that. He's also saved a lot of our recordings for us. And <laughs> made us sound a lot better than we are. But <laughs> Ooh, man, I guess we kind of got off topic. But yeah, is there anything else you want to add about any of your bands or any cool things you got coming up? Uh... As I mentioned, uh, Frank Dukes will be recording this summer. Hopefully have something physical out maybe early next year. Uh, should be putting out a demo, or not a demo, pardon me, but like a new single uh, in late, mid-August, I think we'll be doing. And then we'll be taking a quick run out to Ottawa, Montreal, and Sherbrooke at the end of August. And then we'll see what the future holds from that point on. Uh, handheld tbd i know there's some new songs in the works for handheld as well and then boltergeist i think we're just gearing up for our world tour so <laughs> once we're back from that we'll we'll see what happens all right and yeah S still working on the visas what's that yeah. oh yeah that's what's holding us back that's right <laughs> yeah. and ozone's not allowed in a lot of countries mm. only two murder charges <laughs> Just kidding. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, why don't you pick your last song and let's uh, wrap this uh, up. Last song. Let's go with we got the pleasure of playing with these fine humans this past weekend. And they just put out their first album they've had in a few years, Rebuilding Year. Uh, I'm going to pick the song Through the Teeth by Brutal Youth. It's not the first time they've been played on the show, so that's cool. But not this song. Not this song, okay. As long as this song hasn't been played. I think it's a cool one. Awesome. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you, man. All right. and, uh, best of luck yeah. with all your projects here. And the rest of You as well. All righty. Sweet. We'll Bye. See Bye. Bye.
Hey, what's up? This is Joel from Frank Dukes, Handheld, and those lovely boys in Bolter Geist, and you are listening to Denim Radio. And blah, blah, blah. And that's gonna be a wrap. All right, another episode. Got 10 of these babies down down the can, man. How does it feel? Feels great. Got 10 episodes down, and you've spoken about... 37 words. <laughs> yeah. I've appeared on nine episodes, I think. <laughs> no, you're, get, you're getting better. I'm just a mic hog sometimes because I used to do the show by myself. So sometimes I forget I got to shut up and let the other guy answer a question but or ask a question. Well, I, I already guess. know everything, so I just can't, <laughs> can't think. <laughs> you got to dig deep. We got to start asking weirder questions to like really get people thinking. So that, that can be your... That can be your job for the next one. Think of something really weird to ask. I'll put those in the pressure cooker. <laughs> well, some, sometimes, though, you ask those questions. Like, you ever see a ghost? Then you get guys like Taylor from the Airmen. Ah, oh, no, I don't believe that shit. Okay, well, there goes that fun topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have any fun stories about Fat Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, maybe we've got to think outside the box. Give, give some people some, some, some juicy topics that maybe they don't hear on other other podcasts but but yeah thanks thanks a lot joel for probably finally checking out maybe he doesn't listen to himself so maybe he still hasn't actually listened to an episode but but we do we do got our our faithful loyal servants that are checking us out every week <laughs> or whenever we put it out we were trying to do every week but you know we're currently not getting paid for this so if somebody bails last minute we're not gonna scramble that hard and we kind of have limited days that we can do interviews. So if no one's available on those days, we're kind of kind of boned. But luckily, Joel stepped up to the plate. I think it was a good one. So if you guys don't know his bands, you've heard one of them already. And I think you're going to hear one more before we say goodbye. So you got anything you want to add? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will just say, make sure you guys are checking out highendenimrecords.com. I've been updating the uh the show tab a lot and putting all the music up on there i know a lot of people have been buying stuff off of us off of Bandcamp lately which thank you but maybe next time <laughs> slide over to highendrecords.com that way the band gets all the money instead of the freaking 723 they get instead of 10 bucks from if you get from Bandcamp. unless you buy it on Bandcamp friday which i think is still a thing i don't know i haven't heard about one in a while <laughs> yeah we haven't had a ton of success on that day, but <laughs> either way, we're going to have some new tunes out. By the end of the year, you're going to see some cool shit coming out of this label, so we're, we're excited. We'll be able to talk about it more, hopefully, after our, our vacations, but yeah, if you got nothing more to add, man, let's, it's been a long episode, so let's, let's call, it a, call it a week. Call it the 10. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to have uh, one more, and then we're going to go on vacation, and we'll pick it back up on in august so hopefully everybody's been enjoying enjoying what they're hearing and if you haven't heard of the bands before you listen to the episode hopefully you go and buy all their shit support them follow them on uh spotify and all that shit and yeah make sure you're following us on all of our socials as well high end denim records and head records on twitter if it's still a thing by the time this comes out <laughs> it's definitely pretty spotty lately <laughs> not on threads <laughs> no Kind of made the decision, I don't know about you, but it's like, all these new social medias, I'm like, I don't need more social media in my life, I need less. 
if we didn't have these all these projects on the go and side jobs and stuff i would not have a lot of use for it but it is good for the band i'll give it that but i don't need to be on more things that's my story and i'm sticking to it but yeah what do we want to hear last i told you offline do you remember we're gonna listen to handheld double w w w no double double d u i Double double D U I. So if you're listening and you're not Canadian, maybe you don't understand the reference, but <laughs> or does that does everybody call that that? Is that just a Tim Hortons reference? I think it's still pretty Canadian. Yeah. Our uh what does Riley get? Triple triple? Yeah. Fucking Reiki. Why aren't you listening to the demos? If you're listening to this, you have enough time to listen to the demos. <laughs> 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 and on that note, this has been Josh and Ozone and Denim Radio. Tune in next time for episode 1-1. Gordy called me the strongest man my seven still hangs in the hall Four mugs with the buds Twenty plus seasons My name plastered on every wall
Good. Have you never heard this?